listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk with us, and those of you that are on today, because you hear so much, especially from Christians, about generational curses. You know, people talk about that all the time. I've written on it, you know, in in our book, Blood on the Door, but what you don't hear people talking about a lot is generational blessings. And, you know, we're all uh, beneficiaries at this table of generational blessing. Amen. And it's, it's interesting because really the Bible teaches that the blessing is greater than the curse. Yes. Amen. The blessing is greater than the curse. And um, when you get saved, you know, you start a brand new family tree for your family. That's it. Even if you're the very first one um, in your family to ever be saved, you start a fresh family tree and you have fresh blessings flowing to the generations below you. And so there is a massive change when a family comes into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, it happened for me, you know, when my grandfather really was, was turned around by the Holy ghost and then went to Bible school, called to preach, met my grandmother. Well, that changed everything for the Mm -hmm. Shuttlesworth family. And then now, you know, his sons and their children, everybody's ministers and, and involved in the kingdom. But before him, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that. People didn't even think he'd ever be saved. You know, it changes everything. And of course, we're all beneficiaries of that. But for those that are watching, I want you to hear this today. We're going to talk about the secret to generational blessing, to understanding that this is something that can flow to your children, yes. your children's children. That's why yeah. I got excited. They were singing that song, you know, yeah. uh, to your family and your children and their children. You know, that's scriptural. Amen. Yeah. That's singing that's right. scripture because that, that's what the Bible teaches. It flows from generation to generation. Amen. Amen. I, and I think, you know, and I know we're going to get into it, but I think that every generation has that responsibility yes. to, to take what God's given them. Yep. Um, and push it even further. Absolutely. And I think that's probably what we've seen a lack of in the body of Christ is we've seen like breakthrough and then kind of like things retract back. And then another generation, a couple of generations later has to restart right. and, and right. begin to push forward again. Um, but there's something about generational increase, you know. Um, I think I don't even know if we were, we might have been talking about this the other day about even from Abraham to Isaac. Yes, there were some wells Isaac never had to dig. Right, you know there was gener, you know generational wealth. We're talking about blessing. Yes, all of those things begin to increase, and that's really the plan and the heart of God mm-hmm. is not this start stop. You know every <laughs> other generation. Um, yes, but you know it's kind of like even the kings we read about. Yep. I hate reading the Kings because it's like, man, this guy got it right. And then this guy turned. I'm like, man, you guys just get it right, you know. But it's like, um, you know, it's that start, stop. But what God wants to do is that generational momentum yeah. of, of where things begin to shift and change and impact a, a generation, a culture, a nation. So. Right. That's absolutely true. And so I, I had Carolyn turn to um, this passage. <clears throat> In Psalms? In Psalms. And I wanted you guys to see this. And what's the actual verse? It's Psalm 115. 115, 14. Mm -hmm. I want you guys, and if you're taking notes today, I want you to put some of these um, 
references in the comments, but I wanted to start today with Psalm 115 and verse 14 to talk about this because we're going to declare, and then we're calling this Breakthrough Friday, but we're going to declare that not only will you be blessed abundantly, you know what's exciting is that our blessing does not depend on what's going on in the world. That's good. Doesn't depend on. on the government. That's a good reminder. Doesn't depend on anything that's going Come on in the on. culture. It depends only on the right. Lord. That's it. And so I want you to see this because, um, and, I, and you're going to read it from the New Living. I want to just kind of look at it also in the ESV. But um, yeah, read that. Read that okay. verse. May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. Amen. So, and read 15 as well. Uh, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. And the ESV, look at this. It says, may the Lord give you increase, mm. yeah. you and your children. And may you be blessed by the That's Lord it. who made uh, the heaven and the earth. And it says in verse 16, the heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Mm. And so there's an inheritance that's been given to us by our God. Amen. And it's interesting because we can still declare that, that God's not going to bless us, but he's going to bless our children, our children's that's children. It. And that this is one of the things we're declaring. And I want you to receive it today, those that are watching. The things that you may have had to struggle with, your children will never know what Amen. those things feel like. Your grandchildren will never know Amen. what those things feel Come like. On. If you came through it, it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. It will not extend to your children. Right. It will not extend to your grandchildren. When you came into the kingdom, the blood of Jesus cuts those yes. things off, and you will walk in the blessing of the Lord, the power of God, yes. and your children will be raised up in the goodness of God and only knowing the goodness of God. Yes. That's Amen. one of the things that Carol and I admire about you guys is that your, your children are all on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Yep. That speaks volumes oh, yeah. to me because as, as my wife and I have traveled, you'll see even preachers kids that number one, some of them don't serve the Lord at all. Some of them, you know, come to church because they feel it's a chore. They have to do it. And they feel like it, well, this, you know, my parents are the pastors. I got to be there. Not engaged at all. No. Not interested mm -hmm. at all. But there's something different when there's your family's on fire for God and you have parents that raise their children up. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about that for a minute, because one of the things Carolyn deals with a nonstop mom, we've dealt with it on the broadcast. There is a specific responsibility to train them up mm -hmm. in the way they should go. Amen. Amen. I want to let you. No, you <laughs> go with that. I mean, I got stuff to say. No, you I go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, we take it very seriously. You know, um, all of the scriptures that the Lord lays out about leadership. And so, you know, that's a constant fear of the Lord for me personally, knowing that as a leader and a pastor of our church, first of all, since they were babies, not only do I want them to be in heaven and thrive in their purpose, but I know if I want to remain uh, in integral as a pastor of our flock, it's my responsibility to make sure our house is in order, that, yeah. right. that we have to continue mm -hmm. um, to have encounters with the Lord. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we could talk about this for a long time, That's but, but not making it, not making it like religion. I grew up in religion. Um, I, I wasn't raised, you know, in a full gospel. So this is all new to me when I got saved and we had a family, like it was like yeah. a fresh start for me. He's mm. been saved since forever. So, um, Sorry, you know, <laughs> but, but I experienced religion and I didn't do anything <laughs> for me. So just, you know, making sure the kids, um, had that relationship on their own and, and when they came to an age where they should be you know taking the baton and taking it and it becoming their faith 
helping them through that transition. And, um, and you know, obviously, you know the recipe, you know, pray for your kids, get them in the house of God, stay consistent, mm -hmm. but, but stay real with them and relational with them. We have lots of heart-to-heart -heart talks, lots mm -hmm. of real talks. That's like, that's great. Don't give me the religious talk. Tell me right now, like, sure. what are you going through? How does it feel? Let's, let's see what the Bible says. So, um, you know, just being real with them, being available to them, not getting so busy yep. um, in doing church That's great. that we're not engaging. Like, they're our number one priority. If we get that wrong, we might as well resign as pastors. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, and the, there's an old saying that goes, you know, you, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. Yeah, that's you know? true. And so Paul, you know, the, the example. Say, say it again because yeah, I like that was, that. Uh, people need to catch a hold of it. You it teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. That's what people get mad. They're like, well, don't do what I do, do what I say. Exactly. But you reproduce after your own kind. And so, you know, that, that even more puts a responsibility on us as, as parents mm -hmm. uh, to live for God, to press into God. To, you know, if we make it religious, mm -hmm. they're going to, I mean, people know, you know, right. they, they sniff it out a mile away. Yep. And so if it's not real to you, if it's just something you put on a show for church and go home and it's different and they're like, you know, I'm seeing two different lifestyles. Um, That's you, huge. Oh, yeah. It really is. And so and I think one of the points she brought up brought up was really great because, um, you know, as your children get older, your leverage changes from you're going to do exactly what I tell you to a relational change where you yep. leverage your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. You know, my oldest son is 18. He's still in our house, but uh, you know, he's very much, a, uh, he's always been older than what he really was, but he's, you know, he's an adult. He's starting to, I'm releasing him to start making the decisions that I've raised him to make. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I think that you leverage your relationship even more so. And uh, at that point, you know, there should be they should want what you carry. Yeah. And so they'll be drawn to it and they'll begin to press in themselves. But, you know, there's so much. It comes down to, you know, if you as a man or woman of God can press in and be everything God's called you to be. Yeah. You'll pave a way. You'll That's set it. an example. What does victory look like? They'll mm -hmm. see that in their parents. They'll see your hardships. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. They see your failures. They see your mistakes. And they see how you even respond in that. So, True. you know, if we just be real, be honest, um, keep pressing into God and and uh, not make this thing something that it's not religion. or You know, there's been times where... Our, our uh, older sons have, have prayed for things they didn't see. And so walking them through those things, you know, I didn't see my friend, you know, get saved here and, and walking them through that and being that example and, and continue to point them through, through yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. So. You know, and even tithing, we've, ta we've taught them to tithe since they were little. Well, now they're older and they're getting like big sums of money. So seeing mm -hmm. them continue to sow and be discouraged and teaching them like, you know, you have to speak faith that seed God's gonna bring it back and just um, you know and really celebrating with them like when we get a miracle we don't just keep it between us right. we'll bring the whole family in like look what God did look yeah. at the check we got in the mail like uh, and, and just really celebrating it and connecting it for them is important one of the things that you've dealt with too on nonstop mom is one of the mistakes a lot of parents make is that they try to be friends with their kids mm. or they that they actually sacrifice their authority because they would rather 
um, have that, well, I'm, I'm their best friend. Yeah, you, you can't speak into anyone's life like that if you're on their level. I mean, when they're 10, mm -hmm. I shouldn't be 37 on the same level as, as a 10-year-old. Yeah. Right. I have to be able. But Maddie knows the relationship that we have. I mean, we hang out like buddies, yeah. just like you do. But there comes a time where in a moment, and I switch, she knows that, you know, I'm serious, and this is a teaching moment, yeah. and oops, I maybe crossed the line a little bit. But that's something I posted the other day. Like, you can't um, have authority in your home and with your children if you bring yourself down to their level. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be raising our kids up. Everything right. we do in our Christian walk is to go up levels. Yeah. Yep. So we should never be going backwards in anything. And in our authority, our backwards in our finances, backwards mm -hmm. in you know miracles. Nothing should be backwards. Everything for Christians is moving forward. Right. That's why you know anytime someone talks about decrease in any area of their life, see people I think start to think only money when you say decrease. Only you know certain areas, but. But decrease could be in anything, our authority. And so everything in our Christian walk is to be moving forward. Yeah. No question about it. it. And one of the things that's so powerful about a generational blessing, to me, you look at the scripture, um, you can break things mm. off of your family for good. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want that to be in your spirit. You can actually break things off of your family for good so that they don't harass your family anymore. You know, as I was saying a moment ago, maybe you came from a family that every generation battled alcoholism. Mm -hmm. You can, by the power of God, break that. That's right. So that nobody from you down through the line is ever an alcoholic it's again. It's, you know, every spirit that would harass your family. You know, one of the things that it got, got me uh, thinking of is, is found in the word, uh, First Chronicles, Chapter 22, we see now that there's a, a passing of the baton father to son. Mm. It's David now to his son Solomon. Mm. King David now to King Solomon. And uh, the Bible says in uh, 1 Chronicles 22 and verse 6, Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse 7, And David said to Solomon, My son... I had it in my heart to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, You've shed much blood and have waged great wars, and you shall not build a house to my name because you've shed so much blood before me on the earth. Behold, now catch this, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. Hallelujah. And I'll give him rest from all his surrounding enemies for his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel, Israel in his days. Mm. Now think about that. David's whole reign, he fought. That's it. But he won. Yeah. That's it. And he fought and won and fought and won and fought and won, and his son didn't have to fight mm. at all. That's it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it's not that your children won't have to fight the good fight of faith, but the enemies that used to harass you yeah. will not harass them. That's it. You can you can literally live for God yeah. in such a way that you pave the way for peace and quiet, as the Bible says here. Your son will I will give him rest from surrounding enemies. His name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quiet to Israel for his reign. You can literally pave the way 
for your children to walk in peace and quiet yes. from their enemies. That's that it. they won't have to grow up in turmoil. Yeah. They won't have to That's grow right. up in depression. They don't have to grow up in sickness and disease. They don't have to grow up in poverty and lack That's right. and not know what it is to have abundance. You can pave the way by faith and the word of God so that they walk in peace and quiet for the rest of their days. And those of you that are watching, I want you to write it in the comments. My family will know peace and quiet. Yes. Yeah. I want you to declare it. My family will know peace Amen. and quiet. And when you get this revelation, take steps. Even if it's something, for, for instance, when I got this revelation of, you know, when you become that new creature in Christ, the old things have passed away. We're not, we're, you get to start brand new. That's right. It's like we talked about at the beginning with salvation. So here's something that when I had babies, like I never ever go to the doctor, but when I had babies, I had babies at the hospital. I was not going to do a home birth. Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> you catch it. And so, you know what? They, they want you to list, um, uh, past history, medical history, right? Yeah. From your parents and stuff. And, you know, even your parents' parents, they want to know all this stuff. And you know what? I don't even answer it. I put nothing. They say, oh, nobody died of cancer, nobody this. Well, yeah, you know, my, my grandfather did pass away of pancreatic cancer. But that's, that's not ever going to come on me. It's never going to come mm -hmm. on my kids. So I'm starting brand new. And so even if you have to do something like that to train your brain mm -hmm. to be like, well, I'm, uh, that's not my story. You know, I'm, I'm very sorry that that's how my grandfather passed away. Right. But that's not going to be my story. It's not going to be my husband's story. Right. It's not going to be my kid's story. So there's no point and bringing it up on the paper. That's There's right. no point in bringing it up to my kids. There's no point because that has nothing to do with us. Right. We have a new bloodline, we've got the blood on the door, and that's the authority that we have in our home. Yeah. You know, that is one of the things that I take most from you when you say that's not my story. Right. Because that's something that you have to train your brain on mm -hmm. is someone else's story does not have to be my story. Right. And that is what the generational blessing is. Right. Is this is my story. The yeah. generational blessing Amen. for my family. This right here, what the word of God says, is my story. That's yeah, that's exactly right. I don't have to suffer the crises that's of right. the world. Yeah. I have a covenant. That's right. Even there if is it's something my mom battled or my dad, it, it stops that's it. with me. Right. It stops with my family. We have a covenant that's it. exemption. Yeah. That's it. You know, and I think that the more we can press in to walk in our covenant rights, and understand those things that, you know, they're going to see modeled out when, when, you know, your kid does start getting sick and you stand up right there, you take the authority over it and you pray, you're setting an example yeah. of covenant promises to them. So then they start to pick up on that and understanding that we as parents need to exercise our God-given authority. Right. You know, to, to stand in these covenant rights, to not let anything, you know, not just accept anything in our lives because the victories, again, the victories that we see will be victories that they, they then carry themselves. And, and it's going to be breakthrough after breakthrough. And, you know, if we can steward our lives and walk in the authority that God's given us, it'll give them... A, a blueprint for victory and a vision for victory and what v victory looks like, you know, uh, to walk and have victory. And what we right. should be seeing is the wisdom level mm -hmm. increasing. 
the right. wisdom of the word. Every oh, this is what my father taught me, and that wisdom transferring down through the next generation. Right, and we see that in Second Timothy, where <laughs> we read the, the scripture the other day, where Timothy's grandmother That's right, I was just and mother. Yeah, read go it. ahead, read it. No, that's it. I'll read it as you're talking about it. Um, he's referring to what Paul said to Timothy regarding his family impartation. And uh, it was now in him. And look at this. Paul says to Timothy, verse 5 of 2 Timothy 1, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And for this reason, I remind you, fan into flame the gift of God which is so in you. Good. That came through the laying on of my hands. So Paul was actually recognizing his generational blessing and impartation. Mm. And I love the two things there because you see generational increase. Yep. But personal responsibility That's of it. Timothy. Yep. Yeah. Stir to up carry. the gift. Yeah. That's it. And I love, you know, as a parent in this generation, like, it's our responsibility to make sure that they're having those experiences where mm -hmm. the Spirit of God's stirring in them and recognizing and taking time to pray over your children and to say, what is their, what is their purpose on this earth? What are their giftings? We have five kids, and all of them are very different. Mm -hmm. But as a mother, it's my responsibility to pinpoint their giftings and to help cultivate that. You know, Addison's very musical, so I started him in music lessons when he was very little. Did he like that? Not, no, but he's using it for the Lord now, and it's yeah. part of his gifting. You know, Evan has leadership giftings. Ava has, you know, prophetic, and, and, and she's so amazing. But, but for me, this generation is to recognize that and to draw it out. And now, like never before in the last days, it's a multi-generational, multicultural move of God, I believe, mm -hmm. that we're going to see in mm -hmm. this third great awakening like never before, that the young people are actually going to come up now and take their place. It used to be you had to wait until you finished Bible school. Mm -hmm. Right. And you had to wait until you were an adult to, mm -hmm. to walk in that gifting. But now what I'm recognizing as a mother in the day and age that we're living in, like never before, is God's going to start activating their gifts right now where they're Come at. And so it's my purpose to help uh, you know, recognize that and partner with them to bring them wisdom, to bring them experience, to give them exposure, uh, to use that gift in a different way. And so, you know, I think about even uh, in the book of Acts, of course, he's he's referring to a, a, a Old Testament prophecy where he says in Acts 2.17, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Yeah. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream mm. dreams. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I'm seeing that in this day and age like never before sure. the young people starting to step up and use their gifts. I mean, my goodness, like Miracle Word kids, and you're seeing your children starting to walk right now mm -hmm. because of that platform you allow them right. to have. So. Well, that's, that's one thing you were very adamant about was like, we want our children to know what it means to confess the word. Right. You know, one of the things that you wanted them to know for sure was, if I'm in a circumstance, what word do I use to combat it? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, sometimes people would think uh, I am a foolish mom or different things like that with some of the decisions I have my children make. But just like you said about how you teach your kids to get into that position to start making their own decisions, even though Maddie's 10, but a few times, like recently, she just didn't feel well when we were on this trip. And, you know, people want to, and, you know, I'm not knocking you if you do Tylenol and all of that, but 
this is a stance that I have taken in my own life and, and teaching my children to stand on the word of God. One of my favorite preachers is Dr. Bill Winston. Mm -hmm. And one time I heard him say, you know, and next time instead of reaching for the medicine cabinet, why don't you go and reach for your Bible and learn some scripture? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it does say that the word of God is medicine to our body. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've taught my children that. So then now when they start to feel bad, the first thing they want us to do is lay hands on them mm -hmm. and, and pray and uh, have our faith agree with their faith. Because obviously, you know, they're young, but they're still learning and they've had the impartation of it. And it's gotten to that point where that is all it's taken. Anytime my kids have felt bad is mm -hmm. prayer and bringing them to church. Yeah. Yeah, I've so. never skipped church because they have felt bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I've brought them in. I've laid them in the back if they have to. Mm -hmm. But by the end of service, they've always gotten up and been healed. And, and so I've brought them into the anointing. And that's yep. just what, you know, something we've taught. And so if, if I have that confession that Miracle Word kids make, uh, one of them is strong, smart, and set apart. Mm -hmm. Or their nighttime confession of, you know, living in health. Uh, living in glory and might and honor yeah. and blessing, then I have to teach them to walk in it. Mm -hmm. It's like, are we going to confess this and do something else? Or we could confess it and push through something a little bit to raise our, our faith higher. Right. And I feel like sometimes parents might step back on that a little bit because they say, oh, well, they're a kid. You know what I mean? Like, oh, don't do that to them. They're not there yet. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is the time to impart that to them to make them stronger. And then they're going to be levels above by the time that they're a teenager. Mm -hmm. They won't have to learn that revelation then. They already have it imparted to them now right. on different things in the word of God. Right. Kimberly's saying, you know, what do we do when we've been confessing the word and we're praying, but the symptoms aren't going away? Is it a lack of faith to take them, and referring to their children, to the doctor? No, it's not a lack of faith to take your children to the doctor. Uh, you can keep praying. You can keep believing. Not you everything is standing. instant that way. Right. Maddie didn't instantly, you know, her snot dry up and her headache go away. Right. But we just kept confessing the word. Yeah. And don't let anybody belittle you uh, because of whatever level of faith that you are right. uh, as you're growing. You know, because people will condemn you. That's important. That's, right. that, that's, that's a religious that's spirit. Yeah. People yeah. will condemn you, yeah. um, you know, if, if you're not doing exactly what they want you to do. Sure. I mean, but, I went to the doctor when I was a kid and stuff, but I, I also worked at where I am now. Right. Like, I didn't just become... Uh, how, how I have the revelation of healing and the revelation of the word of God the way I have now that I'm teaching to my kids. It is something that I pressed into, that I read, that I prayed, that I, 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 I passed different things to get to where I am. You know what yes. I mean? Like you get to that top of the mountain and then you have a decision and I, I stuck with a certain way right. that made me go up to the next one. Right. Well, and the thing, you know, you, you maybe have heard preachers preach sometimes or say like, you know, and I was diagnosed with this or whatever and the Lord, and then I heard the Lord speak to me, you know, throw all my medication away or whatever. And that, that's not prescriptive for every person in the body yeah, of Christ. Exactly. We're not telling people to go throw their medication no. away or anything like that. God will heal you. I tell people this, and it's not, you know, if what God said to one person because of the level of faith they were at mm -hmm. and whatever they were doing for the kingdom, um, I tell people this. You know, if God's power is real, which it is, mm -hmm. I said, God will heal you. Yeah. And then your physician will notice that you're different. Yeah. 
And I, we've had that happen. I remember yeah. I was I was up and uh, praying for a guy. He was a pastor of a church. He had such severe type two diabetes that he was on three hundred units of insulin mm-hmm. a day, and his knees were going bad, completely falling. And the Lord, I, I called him out in a service one Sunday morning, mm-hmm. prayed for him. Power of God hit him. Well, I was back at his church the next year around mm-hmm. the same time. He said, I got to give you a testimony. He said, remember when I was back on 300 units? He said, I took five units of the, the other week to go with my breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he said, and when I did, my body had an insulin reaction. He said, I went back to the doctor and the doctor said, what has happened to you? He said, I'm looking at you now, I've done the blood work. You, I have to take you off insulin completely because yeah. you don't need it anymore. Well, there, yeah. there's an example of God healed that yeah. man. But it was that healing was so evident that his even his physician said, "You, I can't put you on this anymore. You don't need it anymore." Yeah. So it will be recognized publicly yes. as God heals you. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, we, that's why we never tell people stop taking your medication no. if you really have. That's faith. why I started it with saying, "This is what I do because this is how." Yeah. What? Well, right. God, exactly. You know, the Holy Spirit has has instructed me on, that you on hear different people things. condemn Christians. Like, yeah. Which you really is not have right. Faith, you, you know, yeah. and that's no, not the way to do you it. You should be teaching them how to make their faith greater, to rise right. to new levels, you to grow build, in faith. to build their faith up. You know, don't don't condemn people. Show them in the Word of God. So, because we're supposed to be going to faith to faith. That's right. You know, grace. You know, right. up up and up. So yeah. you can never put a cap on your faith. Right. So yeah. we're always constantly supposed to be learning. No so if question. you don't feel Same. like, you know, the Bible talks about different levels of faith. He says to the disciples. Ye have little faith, yep. no faith, great mm-hmm. faith. So there are different levels. It's our responsibility to rise higher. Don't kick the dirt and get down on yourself. Mm-hmm. Do a topical study. That's one of my favorite things. Get in the word of God and learn what it says and stir up your inner faith to go up to the new level. One thing I've seen with you guys is that I appreciate. Sometimes you look at ministers that are pastors of their church and the spirit be moving, but like you see the people really getting in and the pastors are just kind of standing there. You know, they're not really entering in. But I've always watched you enter in mm-hmm. to what the Holy Ghost was doing. You know, you're praising, you're dancing, you're shouting, you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. Your kids watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons, obviously, part of training, as you said, is they're watching what you do as sponges. Mm-hmm. And so they're taking away, well, this is what dad yeah. does, this is what mom does. Yeah. You know, this this is the this is the way to worship the Lord. Yeah. This is the way to praise the sure. Lord. And um you know, talk about that because some many times the encounter that we have with God, in order to have an encounter, you know, you have to know how to press in for an encounter. Mm-hmm. And when you see those that go before you, your parents, those that are your grandparents, pressing in, it, it's teaching you yep. literally. I know I've seen that from my father and mother how to press in for the anointing. Your kids are seeing it from you. Yeah, you know, and I think it, you know. It's got to go even beyond the four walls of a church. No too. question. You know, there's times where we'll bring our all of our family together in in our family room, and we'll just let them know, like, we're hey, we're tonight, we're gonna go press into God for a while. We're gonna put on some worship. We're gonna worship God. We're gonna pray in the Spirit together. Um, we're gonna get into God's Word, and and so you know, I think that again, you know, what matter, what really matters to you, 
is going to be proved out in your actions. Yeah. You know, so I think, again, when it comes down to you, that genuine faith that he actually referenced it as a genuine faith that he saw in previous generations, when it's real to you, it'll be real to them. That's and, it. and so, you know, and then you're not only are you going to see the results, they're going to look at your life and see those results. Yep. And, you know, it, it will cause them to desire it. You know, our, our daughter, Ava, you know, there's a lot of times, we, you know, I walk by her bedroom, her doors closed and there's just worship going on and, and uh, she'll come out with a notepad full of just notes, things God's speaking to her. And, and uh, that wasn't something we told her to do. But at some point, you know, think about this, how we respond to everything, you know, how we respond to offense, how we respond in, in a worship setting, how we talk about, you know, different things or people. Mm -hmm. All of these things, as you said, are children are sponges. Yep. And we can either pass on things that they have to battle or we can win those battles and teach them that this is how we respond when we go through adversity or this is how we respond when somebody offends us. And we can teach them the pattern of victory mm. instead of passing on to them. Now this becomes their struggle too mm -hmm. because I didn't overcome it. Now they have to battle it. Now see, there's the opposite in effect. Yeah. yeah. Rather than you winning battles and then their children being in peace, That's it. you make a mistake or maybe lose a battle. Now they're battling it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they, they get a front row. Like, we come to church and praise, and everyone's like, oh, it's like uh, the cleavers at home. Like, you know, yeah. and I mean, we live in peace, but we're, we're humans. Like, every yeah. now and again, there's going to be an argument or something, <laughs> sure. you know. And you they get a front row seat everything. to see, like, everything, whether it's something we're fighting through as a family, whether it's a, a season yeah. that we're going through as a church. They see, you know, we, we guard them and protect them. They don't see everything. But they, they understand sometimes when we're going through junk. But they see us on the front row, like, pressing into the Lord, too. Like, mm -hmm. we're not like, Oh, why do we have to go to church? It's like, let's, you know, let's go, let's Press go. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they see that and they see the key to victory. They see every morning when they come downstairs, you know, pray, us praying and reading. So now they start to do it. And in fact, our oldest son uh, is going to college. And so he's uh, commuting and, and, and now he's like taking over my spot. He like, he'll come down and he'll, he'll copy, coffee cup, like whether, whether they want to or not, they, they, they become who Start you are. This. So he has his schedule. He'll That's read, awesome. he'll pray, he'll do his, you know, planning and all of these things. So it's neat to see them uh, be a part of that. But you know, it's, it, we think that we have to be perfect and then, uh, then they'll have the perfect faith. Sometimes it's them seeing you battle through yeah. junk that actually, is that when they see you get the victory, they see how you're going to fight your battle, that they uh, get their breakthrough and learn how, you know, when, when they're not seeing what they want to see in the immediate, they, they understand how to get to that place of victory. That's good. Yeah. No question. I love what Paul said when and we referenced this scripture the other day too, but he said, I, I haven't reached perfection. Mm -hmm. I'm not at a place where I've attained everything I want to attain. I'm seeing everything. And right. that's not to excuse, you know, we're not talking about sloppy grace here, but he was saying, I haven't reached everything. I'm not everything, you know, and, and this guy wrote two thirds of the New Testament, right. but he said, I haven't arrived yet, but here's the one thing that was so important that he said next. He said, but I continue to press in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you might not be at the place where you want, you might not be, you know, here's a lot of times what people watch too. They might watch this broadcast and see 
generations of what's been deposited in us as right. couples and feel bad about, well, that's not where I am. You know, I just right. yelled at my kid this morning. I just hit him. <laughs> like, let me just tell I you, I yelled at him. my kid. I, I hit, hit my kid too. <laughs> but I think that people, I honestly, like, being in the ministry a lot, people need to hear the reality they too. Do. They need to hear the real side. You know, and, and that's, again, we're not talking about sloppy grace or people living in sin. We're talking about, like, you know what? You Like, I've start made today. mistakes. Like, today, But yeah. you know what? Here's the key, though. It's pressing in. Yeah. It, 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 Paul said, I haven't reached perfection, mm -hmm. but I'm pressing. Right. You know, so, right. um, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep getting better. You know, I tell my oldest sons, I'm like, you know what? I've never raised, uh, eight, I, I've never been a, a father of an 18-year-old son. So I'm pressing into God. I'm relying right. on the Holy Spirit and his word. And, and we're going to keep keep <laughs> growing together in this relationship. So Absolutely. Every day is a starting day. Mm -hmm. So nobody yeah. has to feel bad, like you said, that's watching this and saying, well, I didn't have parents like them that's or right. I didn't you know, have that floor to, to start off on and this and that. But every day is a starting day for That's you. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Kim, uh, Courtney Leach is asking, what reference of scripture is that Pastor Nathan was saying? That's Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, where the Bible says, not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I wanted you guys to talk about is... Um, and Pastor Joy mentioned it at, towards the beginning, was that it's important for people, for us and our children to have an encounter mm -hmm. with the Holy Ghost. And uh, before you do, I want to show you something that really struck me about having an encounter with God. Nothing, I mean, literally nothing changes you like having your Amen. own personal encounter mm -hmm. with the Lord. Amen. See, parents can have a personal encounter, but if the kids never have Come one, on. they're missing out on what the parents have. That's, yeah. That's why it's so, in my you opinion, you got to have your own. got to have your own. It's so important mm -hmm. that the next generation experiences mm -hmm. Pentecost. That they get, one of my prayers for my children every night before bed when I lay hands on them is, Lord, we pray all the normal things that we have written and things that we are, are believing for and we confess, but I always pray for them. Lord, I pray for, for, and Maddie's already filled with the Holy Ghost, but now Brooklyn and Teddy. Lord, let them be filled with the Holy Spirit at the earliest mm. possible age. Well, Brooklyn just asked you. Remember yeah. when we left the Faith TV? Yep. She, she said, was like, I want on the way to the car, she stops him and she said, Dad, ev everyone in there was praying in tongues but me. He goes, yes. She goes, I wow. want to be filled. That's so awesome. And so yeah. in the car, he laid hands so on her. Mm -hmm. And then we've talked to her, you know, at nighttime and what it is and how yeah. you have to keep practicing so and yeah. stuff. But at, at six, she's noticing, like, I feel left out. Yeah. Like, right. why is everybody <laughs> speaking yes, in tongues right. but me? So this, this was interesting to me, is that Jacob, we know that Jacob, Abraham's grandson, had his own encounter with God where his name was changed to Israel. Mm -hmm. From Jacob, deceiver, now he's Israel, one who has wrestled with God and prevailed. Mm -hmm. and, but he had to have an encounter. That's it. He wrestled with God through the night. But look what happened. I thought this is so interesting. This is Genesis 32, mm -hmm. 22. The same night, Jacob arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 children, crossed the ford of the Jabbok River, and he took them and sent them across the stream. And everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. Mm. Now, now you think about that because he had his whole crew with him and all his possessions. Mm. But notice what he did before he could have an encounter. Come on. He sent everybody across the That's river it. and his possessions so and was on the other side by himself. One of the reasons I think 
that people don't have an encounter with God is they're so caught up so, with all the relationships, everything they got to do, everything they own. They're on their iPad mm -hmm. all the time, on their phone all the time. They're on TV all the time, Netflix all the time, doing school events all the time, doing work mm. stuff all the time, going out to eat all the time. And they're always engaged in something mm -hmm. that takes their time so that they're never, as the Bible says here, left alone mm. to have an encounter with God. God's not going to force himself on you or make you have so an encounter good. with him. That's but it. here we see that you actually have to make a choice. I'm going to, and Jesus did it, pull away That's into it. a wilderness place, right. quote unquote, where I can actually have an encounter with the so Father, right. encounter with the Holy Ghost. So and so I'm sure you guys have made that happen. As you mentioned a moment ago, you, you take times out during the week, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's creating that that space where you know you reference he got alone, Jesus got alone, um, Timothy as great as a heritage he had. Yeah, Paul said, "This is your responsibility. You have to fan it into. Yep. You got to do it yourself." And you know that that's a difficult place sometimes as a parent where you feel like, "All right, I'm you know <laughs> I've let I'm letting go." And everything I've laid foundation for, but now they've got the fan into flame. Mm -hmm. And that time of personal encounter um, is really what changes them. I, I love this because, you know, think about it. This, his grandfather was Abraham. Right. But he still had to have personal encounter. No question. And, and so, you know, you that legacy. Yeah. And his father was Isaac. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he hung around with both of them. He right. watched, you know, his grandfather, Abraham. He saw Isaac, you know, at some point. And, um, you know, and I think that th that right there is the key uh, to it is those personal encounters. And I think, you know, also as a parent, just remembering too, like, man, we, this is something so dear to our heart, or it should be if it's not, that man, we, we so want to get this right, and we're doing everything that we can. But don't forget, like, there is a wonderful power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that's working in them, that through our prayers, God is going to draw them away. We, we speak those encouraging words. We, are you in the word? Are you, are you praying? And, but there's those encounters that they're going to have with the Holy Spirit and, and the Spirit of God, whether it's in the context of a church or in their bedroom, God's going to show up and reveal himself to them. Mm -hmm. And those personal encounters are, are marks on their life where it, it marks them. They're never going to be the same once yeah. they've tasted and seen of what God's that's done true. in their life. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's so important. You know, champion is what champion is because, you know, we don't want to bring our kids to a dead, dry church. I don't want to come <laughs> to a dead, dry church. And I want to come and experience the presence. Mm -hmm. And once your spirit uh, gets a taste of what that's like, you start to crave it. You know, yeah, so it's so important true. to be involved in a church where the spirit of God is moving. If you don't have a local church, you know, any opportunity that you can get spirit uh, preaching on in your house, get them to youth yes. conferences like Uproar, places that is going to expose them to the power of God. Because once you experience that, then you crave it. And then, you know, that's not true. just saying we, we give accountability questions to our older kids. Are you reading? Are you praying? What's God speaking to you? But really setting them up for success, you know, as they start to grow when they're babies, you read the Bible to them, you pray with them. And then as they start to get older, you maybe uh, get a children's Bible and let them read or, or a program like Miracle Word Kids where they start to bite off a little bit for themselves. But then actually saying to them like, okay, we're going to take 
three minutes and pray in the Holy Spirit. All of our kids are filled with the Spirit. So and make sure you're not just reading. The Word is amazing, but you need to be praying in the Holy Spirit. You need to be worshiping. Now we're going to put on uh, one, one song of worship, focus on the Lord, uh, and really training them how to do that. Mm -hmm. I feel like so many times we just rely on the church to do that. Right. Or we assume because we do that, they're going to do it. But sometimes we have to get really uh, tangible with them. And it's come down to, you know, they'll be like, I don't know what to read in the Bible, or I don't feel like, a, and I'll say, okay, that's fine. This summer we're having a Bible family reading plan. Mm -hmm. Today's assignment is, and we're all reading it together because right. it's it's my responsibility to train them to have those encounters. What's it, how do they know how to stir up the spirit within them if I'm not teaching them? Yeah, so I'll, I'll get a lot of moms that will be frustrated with like their five-year-old. Why do they want to come out of their room and read their Bible? But they're five. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell them. I'll be like, listen, you do it with them. Yeah. You yeah. pull them out and say, like you just said, this is what we're going to do. The, you know, this is how we're, what we're going to read. This is like we're going to put worship music yeah. on. You keep showing them sure. until it. That's what happened with Maddie. Like we had to make Maddie read the Bible yeah. until it became a thing where she would just exactly. get up in the morning and grab her Bible right. and yeah. read it. And people would be like, you made her? Yeah. You make your kids take the garbage out. You make your kids do schoolwork. Yeah. You make your kids do sports. Mm -hmm. Make your kids read the Bible. Or right. eat your vegetables. You yeah. So you, ma people. you make your kids do all these other things. Yeah. But it's when good. it comes to the word of God, people get upset. Well, my kid's not, not doing this on their own. But for a while, you're going to have to make them and show yeah. them and yes. teach them and train them until yeah. it catches on. And yes. like you saw Ava's doing it on her own now and different things like that. And maybe you're not doing it as a parent. Well, today's a fresh start to do right. it. Get your Bible out with your kids and yep. start that habit yeah. of, of getting in the presence of God with them. The great thing about the gospel is it's never to condemn. Like you said, it's always to give us hope. So, right. you know, don't That's sit true. here and think I'm a failure as a parent. Like, where do I even start? So, you know what? Today, I'm so going to get my Bible out. Day. We're going to get a plan. We're going to cultivate the presence in our house, and mm -hmm. it's a fresh start. So. Kayla's asking, is it okay if your toddlers try to mock you when you're praying in the Spirit? And I'm, I would ask you to, um, you know, really, what does that mean? Are they, like, trying to mimic what they hear you doing? Or are they, you know, if they're making fun of you, you know, like, yeah. I, you want to train your children to respect the things of the Spirit. You know, even, even in, uh, you know, we, we had youth group skits and different things we do. And, you know, even it, we'd had times where even people would in the youth group skits or whatever, like something funny would happen and they would act, they would like mockingly, you know, like pray in the Holy ghost, you know, mm -hmm. like it really blessed them or whatever. But we'd pull them aside afterwards. and like, don't do that. Don't I, ever I, do that. I know Kayla and she, um, She's a wonderful lady, and her toddlers, I know, she, like she said, bad word choice. They, they, Probably her, trying I know to. her toddlers, and they would not be Just mocking. Mimic. They would right. be mimicking, yeah. mimicking. and trying mimicking. to. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't them. like Acts chapter 2 yeah. right. in the day of Pentecost. No. Right. Like, Kayla, you are a wonderful mom. Like, My mom's sweet drunk. Little babies. Yeah. <laughs> she has to tell her toddler, we're not drunk as you suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but, you know, Kayla, yes. And yeah. as they're growing, always okay. teach them. Paul made a point to teach the churches um, desire spiritual gifts. Don't forbid speaking in tongues. Don't despise prophesying. You honor the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. You honor the things of God. You don't ever want to mock what God's doing. You don't ever want to make fun. You know, for, think of it, not that we are bigger than God or we can, but he, he is, he can be grieved. But one of the things that it's important for all of us to understand with our children is, um, imagine if there was a person in front of you and every time they tried to talk to you, or, you know, imagine if we did this set today 
And then every time, you know, we were all sharing. And then Pastor Joe, every time Pastor Joey spoke up, said, well, you know, you have to, your kids have to encounter. We're like, well, yeah, you have to have kids, you have to have encounters. <laughs> like, you know, if we did every time she spoke, well, she's going to get, a, at some point, she's like, all right, I'm done even trying to share anything in this yeah. broadcast because they they're just sitting here disrespectfully mocking everything I say. You're not going to want to talk anymore. Yeah. Imagine how the Holy Spirit feels when people mock his moving, mm. mock tongues, mock prophecy. He's going to say, you know what? Yeah. Have your own church then. Yeah. I don't need to be a part yeah. of it. You don't, you want to do your own thing. Yeah, so we good. don't ever want to grieve the Spirit. Yeah. We want to welcome his presence. And I'm not saying that to Kayla. I'm saying it for everybody watching. We want to teach our children to value the things of the Spirit and to always feel like we want that. We desire that. I want to mm. see God do that in my life. Yeah. That's what made me so happy when Brooklyn came and said, you know, everybody was speaking in tongues but me. Mm -hmm. You know, that means I want it too. You notice I want what they it. have, mm -hmm. you know? And that's that's so vital that Amen. we teach our kids to value the things of the Amen. Spirit. You know, and that that's, I can't even begin to tell you how huge that is Amen. for parents. Yeah. I mean, Amen. we've got to teach them we, to, you know, not just value it, but like Paul said, I don't want to be ignorant about it, and I want to desire earnestly yes. the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. You know? So good. I want to take uh, maybe a time here. We'll pray for everybody at the end yeah. of this broadcast because I do realize that there are people that are, are struggling with their family members, struggling with their children. And there might be a lot of people watching or, or, or listening on the podcast that um, you're believing for your children to be saved. Many, many of you, maybe you're believing for your children to be filled with the Holy Ghost and have that encounter with God, you know. So I want to, I want us to pray, and uh, those over here on the panel, you know, I want us to all pray for for the families of God. We're believing that you'll, even if it's your first generation, from here forward, generational blessing yeah. after generational blessing. That if Jesus tarries, that you'll you'll rejoice to see every generation below you get even greater than what your generation was. So maybe if we we'll start, I don't know if Pastor Joey, we'll just pray for the families yeah. and the children, you know, that are watching. Yeah, we're just going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for every family you, that's Lord. represented yes. through this screen today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that as they step out in faith, that you meet them in that place. Yes, you know Jesus. what the situation is. You know, maybe it feels hopeless, but but maybe they just need to grow. Whatever it looks thank like, you, I pray, Lord, that you would fully uh, equip them by your spirit today to walk in whatever you're calling them to do. Maybe yes. changes need to be made. Maybe uh, there needs to be order brought to the house. Uh, but you, we Lord. declare today, just like Joshua, as for me and my yes. house, yes. we will serve the Lord. It starts with that Jesus. declaration. And we declare that yes. as, uh, over every family that's watching today, Father, with it, even as Joshua drew a line in the sand, Father, I pray that you would give them supernatural courage yes, uh, to Lord. draw that line in the sand to say, you know what, as for me and my house, we're not going to do this. Uh, we're not going to partake in those things. There's going to be some things that need to shift in my house. I pray that you would Jesus. fill them with courage yes. by the Holy Spirit yes. to make those changes. Yeah. I pray, Lord, for supernatural wisdom. Jesus. For the heads of the home, Father, I pray that you give them uh, not only wisdom on how to put things in order, but divine insight yes, into what's going on behind closed doors in their household, Thank Father. I pray that you, uh, Holy Spirit, speak to mothers and fathers, direct them by your spirit, uh, that, that they wouldn't just lay back and let things happen, but they would have a supernatural discernment in their Thank spirit you, of where to intervene, Father. Direct their prayers. Yes. I pray, Lord, that as they commit their families to you, that they would be uh, people of prayer like never before, that they wouldn't move in fear and discouragement, but faith would rise inside yes. of them yes. today to take Hallelujah. back what the enemy's trying to steal from them, Father. And we yes. just thank you, Lord, that you're going to do miraculous things yes. in the families uh, that are watching today, and we bless them in Jesus' name. Jesus name Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you today 
that you cut off every plan yes. of the enemy that's been sent against their lives, against their family, against their children, grandchildren today. I thank you that the plans of the enemy are destroyed yes. today. We take authority yes. as the people of God. We take authority over the works of the enemy. And we thank you, Father, that every plan, there's not one weapon the enemy's formed against them that will be able to prosper. Thank you, Lord. Every assignment of the devil is canceled against their life. And Father, I thank you. Let this month and throughout the rest of this year be a, a, a time and a season of divine encounters with families in the church and in the home. So, Father, we thank you. You're equipping them. You're empowering them. A spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes. Let it rest upon them as parents. And, Father, let there be divine order in every house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Carol? I really feel to pray for moms. Father God, in this time yes. of chaos that this world is, is throwing these things at, at mothers and their home, Thanks. and what are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to manage it? Uh, you know, Lord, I... Uh, pray that you direct their steps. Yes. Give them a godly wisdom like never before. Lord, Thank I pray you, that the gift of faith is stirred up inside of them, that the, the fruit of the Spirit, love and peace and patience and kindness and joy fills their home yes, like Lord. never yes. before. Let a supernatural peace come within these families uh, during this time where they think maybe they can't carry this load or they, they feel like they're uh, not equipped to do this. Lord, that you have given us the ability to do everything yes, that you've called us to do. You've called us to start off by being the mother and Lord you will not uh uh, not give us the proper gifts to carry out what we need in our household. So I pray that the gift of faith and wisdom and boldness yes. come to these moms in the mighty name of Jesus, Jesus and what they're getting ready to do with their children, that peace fills their mind, peace fills their, fills their home. And I pray for anyone right now that's battling sickness and disease, that the, that the healing power come upon yes, them. Jesus. I rebuke anything that the enemy is doing. Thank I pray yes. that every organ... Every heartbeat, everything comes in line yes, with the Lord. word of God, with their confession, that peace and healing flow through their body, yes. flow through their home. Any child, mothers have written in that their children have been sick, that the healing power is sent to them now. The word of God says uh, the word was sent and yes. he was healed. So I command my word now to go forth through this broadcast that the healing anointing power of God fills their body and from this moment forward they are made brand new yes. in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you Lord. Now Lord every issue that was sent by the enemy to attack families yeah. every anti-Christ agenda to destroy the home even Lord to destroy marriages so that kids would grow up in a broken home we take authority over that today in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. We speak peace to every home. We speak love, joy. Lord have your way in every marriage amongst every family member. We thank you that the children will be raised up in the things of God. Hallelujah. We expect to see a remnant of people raised, raised up in America that will show what it means to walk in the power of God in Jesus' wonderful name. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy that extends to a thousand generations, your word declares. We give you praise. We receive it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Listen, Amen. thanks for hanging with us today. We want to encourage you, those of you that are watching, if you're blessed, sow a seed. Sow a seed today and believe God for increase 
And those of you that are watching, we want to encourage you. Carol and I have been praying as we're moving forward, getting ready to take some of the largest steps we've ever taken in the entire ministry that you would stand with us in partnership on a monthly basis. Very easy to do. You can go to miracleword.com and right there you can either click on the give tab or the partner tab. You can even create an account and set up a monthly seed that you're sowing, believing God for increase in your life and attaching yourself to this ministry as we're accomplishing what God's called us to do. If you're in the United States, you can use Cash App or Venmo. And I wanna challenge you to do something today that takes faith to do. You can use PayPal. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, you can use hashtag donate. Many ways to sow, but I want to challenge you today to do something believing God for your family to be shaken by the mighty power of God. Maybe you grew up in a family where lack, poverty, debt was something that always followed your family around. And you're believing your children will never know lack. They'll never know poverty. They'll never know what it is to run out. Uh, and that's what we're believing. We're, we're not believing for just our children to be blessed, but we're believing to bless the children of the world. And that's what we're doing through this ministry. And so I want to encourage you to do the same. Believe God that your children will never know what it is to feel the stress and anxiety of debt hanging over their head. Sow a seed by faith, declaring, as the Bible says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That'll be your story. Your children will receive inheritance from you. Your grandchildren will. And as you do it, I know you'll be blessed. For everybody that's partnering this month, $85 or more, we're sending you that powerful book by Dr. Lester Sumrall, The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit, a classic. One of the greatest books that's ever been written on the subject. And uh, if you'd like to receive that, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. Let us know you sowed. Let us know what your address is. We're going to send it to you uh, and to be a blessing to you this month. And then tonight, you're not going to want to miss it. It's breakthrough night uh, here at Champion Christian Center. We're right here in Washington, Pennsylvania. We'll be live at seven. We want to see you in the building. Bring somebody that needs a miracle. It's going to be powerful. I can't wait. Can't Thank wait. you to Pastor Nathan good. and Joey for being with yeah, us today. Great to be on. Good. Thanks so good. Yeah, man, this has been awesome. And I'm telling you, this, this has been a week that's not just been blessing the people, but I've been blessed. I'm encouraged, man. I'm ready to run into the final quarter of this year and see God blessing Amen. people. Amen. America's going to be saved and changed by the power of God. Yes. Let me finish by saying, don't believe the lies that we're in the, uh, the worst days ever. America is going to be changed by the power of God. Yeah. America is going to be blessed. Amen. We've got a harvest coming to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you guys. We'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock. Be blessed, man. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.